Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Welcome to session 11, and our recap from the previous session. The child Falker was knocked unconscious, and as such, Volan exits the plane of dreams. His return to the material plane was interrupted, and he found himself witness to what? Was he summoned, or did he accidentally happen on a meeting? Regardless, he was noticed, and with a notice, he was instructed. My son, seek. His vision changed and he hovered over a desert city on the banks of a massive river, his attention drawn to the harbor. The rest of you rallied after the fall of your companion. There was a high chance that it would be the child Falker that awoke, and not Volan. And that was going to be my memorable mention, where Ryan role-played the scared and confused gnome child Falker, and he was screaming in horror as he was carried off in the clawed hand of a... Um, I mean, frog-looking aberration... So I was going to give him an inspiration point for that. Even though bloodied, you harried the grey frog-looking aberration and it fled into the forest. Fled with a parting telepathic message to Clicker, who relentlessly pursued it deeper into the forbidden forest. I am Shock, and Eyes knows you, Clickers. Eyes has your sense. And we shall meet again. As a party, you are feeling your wounds. What's the smart decision? Continue on to find Edwin? Can that be done while managing a whimpering child that wants his mommy? Nope. The decision is to return to town. On the trip back, a burning, radiant meteor passes overhead. It follows the trail and heads deeper into the forest. Thorn notices that the meteor's color reminds him of Duskwood's suit. A few more hours pass. The thick of the night surrounds you, when, of a sudden, everything begins to shake and reality blurs. The child Falker disappears, and your child avatars melt away. Briefly, you see your true forms, Norbert, Thorn, Clicker, but no Volan. In the next breath, you are blinking open crusty eyes bodies covered in a thin film of golden sand. You are back in the hidden room within the underbarrows. Volan is here, and boy is he happy to see you awaken. Your bellies grumble and protest, hungry and thirsty. He gads. How long had you slept? And what reconnaissance has Volan done? Zero. You leave the safety of the hidden room and quietly venture out. Everything appears as you left it. The double doors to the receiving hall remain closed. 
no sound can be heard. Past these doors and you catch whispers of excited conversation. Bashir and Tamahana Kar have just awoken. Coincidence? With stealth on your side, you cross the Salon of Prophecy and only Thorn hears snippets from Onaona. Sleep, dead bodies, gnolls, nothing, camping, cave, quiet. Norbert and Thorn fashion a short rope from the ancient sheets that were pilfered forever ago, and you descend into the chasm, heading north. There are no sounds of pursuit. Still, you sneak on, arriving in one, then another room of the bioluminescent mushrooms. This second room brings an end to the path, but overhead, up some ledges, is a hole. This path leads you to two more locked doors, to which Clicker excitedly clicks and clacks, mimicking the sounds of locks opening. Past the first door is a room that has a hall filled with glyphs, glyphs that rather suddenly take on meaning for Volan. How? To be able to read what yesterday would have been gobbledygook? Does this new intellectual agility come from sensing freedom? For Thorn, one glyph stands out amongst the multitude and captures his attention completely. You open the last door and find yourselves facing a wall of water. The bioluminescent pink glow of the Zer mushrooms bends and dims past the shimmering surface. And before you have time to think on what you are seeing, the normally shy and careful clicker, she dives into that black surface. What in the hell is she thinking? How about we find out? Done. Rules clarification, drowning. Nice. Very good. <laughs> like that, it says that right underneath. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was being funny there, eh? Rules clarification, down, drowning. Yep. Gotta know that. Alright, I will once more open up the map. Okay, so Volan, Thorn, and Norbit. You watch as Clicker's body. I believe you said Clicker before you dived in. You said you dropped your backpack? Yep. Yeah, okay. So you guys watch as Clicker drops off her backpack and dives in. What do you guys do? Dust off my hands, turn around and go, well, there goes another one. No. <laughs> um, I, I sort of look at uh, Volan and go, why did she do that? Volan, please tell me. And he speaks so many words. Oh, sorry. Shall I release his character, by the way? Do you want to take it again? <laughs> okay. Uh, which is this? Clear owner. There we go. I was hoping you'd uh, roleplay him. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to roleplay the PCs. Should I? Yeah, you should. When a PC is missing, so? you should be. Yeah. What have we got to lose? Everything. Fallen. Mm, okay. All right, so what did you say? What were you asking about him again? Half um, half funny, I asked him, why did Clicker do that? Yeah, Volan, what's the story? Why did she do that? 
think it has something to do with the time of the month. The time of the month? saying something about that? Well, I'm sorry, Norbert, you, you don't know much about uh, this raven folk, but... You know, it's when her feathers have that look, I think. What look? You need more time. You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. Oh, look, Norbert, I don't think we're going to get anything out of uh, Roland. Um, <sighs> I think I'll have to go uh, and see... Uh, uh, where she went. Um, so she dropped the Just backpack, dive. you said? Yeah, she had, she had dived in, and so you can see with your dark vision. What did you do with the Zer Mushrooms clicker that you were holding? Did you take them with you? Nah, she dropped them. She All dropped. Right. As, as far as I remember, I said she, or even if I didn't, she would have taken off her boots as well. Boots, water, <laughs> not good. The boots so that stink backpack, to, to no end. Right. Backpack and boots, she she dropped, and and yeah, the the mushrooms are just. Who's got the rope the that we made? I think I do. Cool. Let me have a look. So, what you notice is the light from the Zer mushrooms. They it reflects off the rippling surface. Oh wait, I should change this to. Yes, I have the silk, silk um, sheet, silk rope, uh, expensive. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you give those to me, please? I have a plan. All right, I'll hand them over to you. So the zir, the light of the the pink zir mushrooms it reflects off of the rippling surface and it bends and refracts as it goes past that surface, and you're just not able to see all that deep inside. I pick up the rope that I've just discovered and using skills that I just remembered I had, um, I sit down and start making a sling. That's what I was doing. Oh no, but I'm a tortle and, and apparently um, we tortles are incredibly good. I'm sorry, I'm a tortle and I don't know if you know this, but you've seen my sewing skills and I'm also incredibly good at making weapons. It's one of the skills that we inherit. I, I, I was, I, I was trying to create a sling. It's, it's the best I could do with having some sort of uh, level of uh, offense. But if you could make one for me, I would be most uh, much obliged. You, you've done a fine job there, lad. You've done a fine job. You've, 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 you've almost got it. It just needs a bit of tweaking. Give us a, give us a couple of minutes, and I'll, I'll have it sorted for you. Okay, before you go too deep into that, you'll need to tie intelligence to the sewing kit and then we'll make a roll and you might as well make that roll while I drag unfussable into the private channel alright so on opening the door you had noticed the rippling surface you took off your gear you dived through after diving through after diving through the watery surface you find yourself falling and collapsing on the floor. What? Okay. So there is no water. You can. She just falls. You remember very clearly diving into the water 
And then as soon as it, it certainly felt, everything felt like water for a minute. And then once you were completely past the entranceway, you just fell to the floor. There is no water. Is there a level of water that just stopped magically? Or was there sort of a waterfall that I fell down? You recall back to the the Salon of the Prophecy, the room with the four columns and the pedestal, and how the door there, it was a door to you guys, but clearly when the slavers came looking for you, they could not see that door. You suspect that perhaps this is similar. So you find yourself in a 25 foot by 25 foot room it's bare of any furnishings and is very oddly shaped. Although it does appear squarish, the walls here have no seams, the corners are curved, surfaces and everything is smoothly formed. Etched into the floor are two concentric circles lined with sigil sigils between the circles. The circles sparkle with a blue-white light. And you can give me a perception check as well. Do I notice the green dragon sailing in the corner? <laughs> no. But you notice as well, on the ceiling, you see another set of concentric circles. And with that perception check, they look very, very similar to the ones that are on the floor. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm trying to understand exactly how how this happened so she fell through the water so let's say there's a layer of water so she did get wet no but you then did not get wet you thought you got wet but okay. as soon as you picked yourself up off the floor you were not wet okay so she just fell through the through the surface basically and there was no water actually just looked like water give me an intelligence check mm-hmm my character probably understands this better than I do, but she's not very intelligent, and there we go. Three. No, at this moment, yeah, you're struggling to figure out what the hell just happened. Okay, okay. How far did she fall? So just imagine that you just took a dive forward, so it's like just a couple of feet to the floor. On stone floor. Uh, that still hurts like hell. Okay. Right. Okay. Is Any there questions? a way to get back up? Oh, you could just stand right up. And then I would look. And looking back, you can see your companions on the other side of the door looking perplexed. Okay, so if I... S Norbert Sorry. is starting to fiddle. If I stand up, my head will poke out of the surface. There's no water in this room. If you stand up, the room is just empty other than what I described to you in the chat window. Oh. Okay, so it doesn't even go down. There is no. no pit. Okay. So I basically just randomly jumped on a flat surface. So while you were jumping through the rippling surface, okay. it felt very real it felt mm -hmm. like you were diving through water and mm -hmm. everything like you thought you felt wet 
Okay. You thought that you could you thought that you could feel the water plugging up your your beak nostrils and your ear holes. Mhm. You thought that your feathers had gotten wet, that your clothes had gotten wet, and yet as soon as you got to this side, you're completely dry. Okay. Gotcha. And when you look back at the doorway, there's no water at all. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think so, yeah. Shall we get back? Yep. Okay. All right, sorry, we're back. So you dead yet, Clicker? Is he still there? Has he died? So... Have you drowned him? So you guys are looking at the surface... The pink light is reflecting off of it, and you were going to give me a roll, Norbit, sewing kit roll tied to your intelligence. I am. In the meantime, I'm going to build my new character. <laughs> oh, no. You know that to fashion, to use this frilly sheet that you use to create this rope, it's going to take you at least an hour to deconstruct what you did and fashion this into a usable sling. I was uh, using the work previously done by my esteemed colleague. <laughs> Which is poor and rough, Shelley. Yes. Oh, no, what you're telling me is if I do use that as a basis, it'll take me an hour and a half. <laughs> Probably. Remember, <laughs> okay, not these a problem. ancient sheets were, if you recall, Thorne had mentioned they were worth quite a bit. They were almost lace-like in fashioning but incredibly strong it's okay i shall not really you just managed to use the sheets enough to create a 20-foot rope and that that's it not super well, strong at all so well at least i've got the rope so when i've got a, an hour to spare it'll give me something to do okay volan just kind of sits there looking at the glyphs trying to memorize them so, Volan, what do you figured out, mate? Kind of nods towards Thorn, not answering. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, Volan? Yeah, you're the guy who can read. <laughs> Explain it. And he just says, he just indicates it's what he'd said earlier, verbatim. He reiterates it word for word. It's almost like you're reading from a script there, Volan. <laughs> I'm reading what's on the walls. So what the wall says. I mean, I can read what the wall says. It doesn't mean I understand it. I didn't hear what you said the first time. Could you just read it again? No. <laughs> You're a cantankerous bastard, Volan. I must say, though, that's the most words you've said all day. <laughs> all right. Side. Okay. Uh, can we, can we um, uh, tie that rope around me and you hold on the other end? Uh Norbit, so we can see if I can help our clicker. Sounds like a good idea. Right, so we're going to do that. Okay. Clicker, in the meantime, just walks back to the group. Clicker can walk on water. Describe what happens. So, yeah, when you guys watch, it's like you see Clicker kind of just stepping out of the surface of the the rippling surface the water kind of drips from clicker as she steps out back into the hallway and she's dry 
Yes. Completely dry. Click, clicker. Clicker, clicker just woofing her head around. I don't know if that is a word. It now is. And just looks from one one direction to the next and in this very classic motion for a bird. Just very swift movements and then complete stillness and then whoop, again and whoop, again and she then starts starts clicking excitedly and uh, looks at you eventually. I'm looking at the bird and the bird looks a bit... I'm looking at the bird and the bird looks a bit strange and I walk up to it and just run my hand over its feathers and go, Hey, Volan, it's dry as a witch's tit. Nope. To you, she looks wet. What? What? <laughs> to you, to Thorn, and to Volan, she's wet. Okay. But not to Norbit? But, no, no. Oh, sorry. To Norbit, to Thorn, to Volan, she looks wet. Okay. Clicker, okay. you know for certain that you're not. Okay. All right. Well, clicker. In that um, case, what he just—he just—he just touched me. Do well, I he, feel yeah. wet? You do not feel wet, but he feels that you are wet. Okay. I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't heard the story before. I would have right. just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, I'll just walk up and go. So what did you see? What'd you find? What do you know? What in South Hermes were you doing, clicker? What were you thinking? It's water. And she she looks at you very happily and just continues clicking. And by now she's so excited that she even claps her beak together to make the clicking sounds, which doesn't quite sound like the original sound before, but it's it's louder and it just speaks of her excitement. Come. Okay. Uh. Norbert, and she you... just moves Go. over to her backpack and picks up the shrooms as well, puts on her boots again, and just walks back into the water if nobody stops her. You watch as she, the water seems to wrap around and absorb her as she walks in, and you're thankful that as she does, she takes the stench of them stinky boots with her. Oh, Norbert. Um, did you want to go in there, or you want me to go in there? Volan? Any of that make any sense to you? Hey, Volan, what does it say? What do those glyphs say over there? I point point to the glyphs, and when he's looking there, I push him in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I think we should probably have a contested athletics versus acrobatics, I imagine. Sure. So he will try... Here's his athletics. Oh shit, look at that roll. <laughs> 18, and you rolled 18 plus 3, 21. So yeah. I, I, rolled, you... ac I rolled acrobatics. It would have been the same. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm, 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 as rolls in, rolled, whatever the modifier is. It's a, no, the modifier is like a zero, so it would have been a, a tie. Oh, so a tie means uh, he manages to resist. No change, yeah. No change. So you push, and he gets. He gets pushed up against the surface of the water, and he, he grabs his hands onto the side of the wall with the glyphs, you know, his claws digging in, scratching a little bit of the of the glyphs as he holds it. He's like, whoa, Ford, not cool. 
Hey, sorry. I, I saved you. <laughs> and then I turn around and dive in. <laughs> okay. At which point, Norbert just grabs a hold of the pair of them and just takes them both in the drink. Well, Thorn is already in, so you grab Volan and take well, him, I, pull yeah, him in. Grab Volan and drag him in. All right. So give me your athletics check. Oh, look at that. That is ridiculous. You rolled a you rolled wow. a, a 20, and he rolled a 20, but you've got a modifier on yours. So you rolled a 25. That is, that is actually ridiculous. That what is ridiculous. 18 and then 2 times 20. Wow. Natural. Has Volan got dark vision? Volan does have dark vision. I'm not going to let go of him. Because it basically, as soon as Clicker walked past, you everything went dark. Okay, so you guys walk past. You walk into the surface of the, the rippling surface and you can feel the water saturating you, getting into your clothes, getting into your nostrils, your ears, everything. Are you, as you walk through, are you just walking through? Are you going to inhale the water and try to drown or just walking through? Well, I can breathe underwater for now, so I'm just got my hand on the back of uh, Volan's shorts, and where he goes, I follow, because I can't see shit. Rules clarification. Drowning. Just in case. We have it here. Yes, that's true. Make sure you're clear on the drowning rules. This is really relevant right now. <laughs> oh, I won't find it. Is in the message of the day. Which is under. As soon as you are fully walked into the room, you find that, you know, and you've got your eyes squinting, trying to look through because, you know, the light was bending weirdly and it was hard to see. But, you know, Thorn, you're, you're hoping that your dark vision will not be affected by whatever strange refraction that was going on. And so you squint your eyes to stare as, you know, as strongly as you can, keeping your focus. But as soon as you fully pass into the room, the heel of your foot moving past the barrier, your backpack passing the barrier, all of a sudden you realize you are no longer inside water. There is no water in this room. This room is a 25 by 25 foot room, as described in the chat window. Oddly shaped, does appear squarish, walls have no seams, corners are curved, surfaces and everything is smooth. Etched into the floor, you see two concentric circles lined with sigils between the circles. The circles sparkle with blue-white light. And you see Clicker there. I don't know, Clicker, what are you doing as the three of them kind of stumble into the room? She moves straight for one of the circles and takes... What does she take? Hold on. She grabs, reaches into her backpack and takes out one of the southeastern wooden keys. No, no. She's just going to use one of the mushrooms. It's better. She takes one of the mushrooms and throws it into the circle. Into the circle? Yes. Into one of them. Okay. 
before you do, I get a perception checks from Norbit and Thorn as well. Yeah, what about Volan? What about Volan? <sighs> you guys. Well, you have his sheet, so you can roll for him. All right. So, Thorn, you notice that on a ceiling there is two concentric circles with sigils between the circles as well. Norbit and Volan do not notice. Hey, uh, Norbit, did you see the circle on the ceiling? How am I able to talk in here? This is crazy. Oh, nah, didn't notice them. Now you do. <laughs> what What about you, Volan? Volan's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, interesting there. You, you sounded a bit funny, Volan. You You okay? No, I uh, got a... Uh, A <laughs> total in his throat. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> uh, do you know what those glyphs mean? Uh, I don't know for certain, but um, uh, I might. Uh, Volan, did you want to examine them? Yeah, Volan will go over and examine, but you can try to examine as well if you like. Volan is still looking back at the door, completely mystified and not paying attention at all. You notice when you look at it, you can see that on... You notice that the sigils seem to flow together. And so within, within the, the two concentric circles, there are markings that are curvaceous markings and stuff like that but on two parts within the circle look more focused than the rest of the circle itself. And you noticed something similar on the circles above. Uh, I don't know for certain. I have a feeling it's probably a teleportation circle. That would be my guess. But as to your mushrooms in the center remain in the center of the circle on the floor. Hmm. Do I recall anything about this from my past? Why would you recall anything about this from your past? I've learnt lots of stuff and spoken to lots of interesting and fascinating people about things that they've done. And as a total, I've always been interested in architecture. So having things inscribed on buildings was... Uh, I will tell you, the Southland people tend to be a superstitious lot in general. Every humanoid species that you've met since leaving your... the guy has always found people looking at you and treating you at hand's length. Flipper's length? <laughs> in his, yeah, in his point of view, sure. But <clears throat> it is good that your, that dude raised you so well as he did that even though you're aware of it, it didn't hurt your feelings. Yeah, I can take it. 
Flicker points at one of the circles. And despite the mushroom doing absolutely nothing, she looks at the others in excitement and just says, Magic! And I'm, looks, I'm looks at you the, expectantly. I'm gonna, with, sorry? I'm gonna walk into the circle and pick up the mushroom. All right, you walk into the circle and you pick up the mushroom. I look up the ones up the top on the ceiling, look at the yep. ones on the floor, and then walk out of the circle and go, nothing here, guys. You would have... Uh, give me another purse. Mm. Yeah, give me a perception check when as you did that. Actually, all of you give me a perception check as Clicker, er, as Norbert did that. Norbert rolled an 11, Clicker a 7, Thorn a 7, or sorry, Thorn a 13, and Volan a 13. Okay, <clears throat> Thorn and Volan, and even Norbit, you would have, Clicker, you're perhaps, I don't know, maybe you're focused on the fact that he went and took your Zero Mushrooms, hard to say, but the other guys, you noticed there was a slight lightening or brightening of the inner concentric circle when Norbert entered the circle. But that's it. Uh, you think we have to be in there together? Maybe. And I should say, you would have noted it on the floor and on the scene. Is there anything Flicker. else in this room we should have a look at before we try that one? Well, considering it's completely empty. Um... Well, I mean, we could look for a secret uh, door or something like that, but if we can't find one, I don't think there's much to look in this room. Okay. Like here Give steps it a, into it the second. Over. I thought they were concentric. What else did you, sorry, Clicker, what you were saying? Uh, were there not two circles on the ground? Two circles on the ground, a larger and a smaller. So... Mm -hmm concentric meaning Which, you know one in, inside the other and the same on the roof oh gotcha okay never mind i thought they were next to each other do you remember what i said to you before mm -hmm. about them they're like who are you up? doing to clicker yeah clicker noticed something else do, you, do i should i drag you into that channel again Send me a whisper with one word so I remember what you mean. I can't whisper because if I whisper, then in the podcast, nobody hears anything. So I'll just drag you. With your perception check, as you rolled it, you would have noticed that the circles look pretty much, as far as you're concerned, they're mirror images of each other. On the top and the bottom, yeah. On the roof, as per on the floor. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. What that might mean, you needed to roll better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, I don't know. Like, you know, having a sex change or something? Is it... <laughs> giving him That's a brain possible. change? On a world of magic, that can happen. 
There's a belt that it does is... it on uh, Baldur's Gate. Okay, we give the room a once-over. We find nothing and we go, okay, let's all get in the center. Uh, give me your investigation check. Or who's doing the once-over? I can. Me. Oh, okay. All of us. Oh, you rolled. There you go. Well, oh, me. if um, Thorn is helping, then you can roll at advantage so you can roll another one. First roll was a 21. Second roll was a 21. Dirty 21s. Okay. Looking around, it's not that you notice that looking at the room. It is a shaped room. You don't see seams. But looking at the circles, I mean, you do notice that the circles with the strange glyph in it, they look identical. The ones on the ceiling as per the ones on the ground. In fact, you're able to determine that they are mirror images of each other. All right. Well, what did you find, Norbert? I found the circles are the same on the ceiling as they are on the floor. And that's all I found. So shall we all just join hands in the circle and sing Kumbaya? Uh, well, maybe not the singing, but oh, we could try that. Okay. I grab a hold of uh, Volan's hand and say, come on, sweetie, let's go and stand in the circle. Volan slaps your hand. I'm not like that fish. Yeah. Okay, come on, dumbass. Get in the circle. I go and stand Why in the have circle. Why you be so rude? Can't you be polite? What's wrong with you? Where do you come from? Do people always talk that way? Look, there's no no t uh, no reason to be so touchy, Roland. You're just not yourself today. <laughs> <laughs> when did you stop being fun and start becoming serious? Hey, Thorne, do you think he might have been taking too many of the mushrooms? Hey, let, let's talk about that later. For now, let's let you w uh, work on that sling for me. I mean, someone who says they know so much about herbs, I'm surprised you haven't figured out that eating these mushrooms without treating them is poisonous. When you hear that clicker, you become aware of something as having eaten those mushrooms previously. What, what, what do I become aware of? He has a second head now. Notice a new effect that's on you inside the combat tracker. So basically, when you had eaten eaten those mushrooms earlier, prior to going down the chasm, Volan was about to tell you something, and I I, I whispered it to him, and uh, he didn't react on it for whatever reason. But any which way probably because you ate it too quickly, but eating untreated zur mushrooms is not a good thing. So <clears throat> it's causing your stomach to turn a bit. So you just have disadvantage on your constitution, saving throws and ability checks for 30 more minutes. Liquor's beak snaps towards Volum. And she's now looking at him with these wide bird eyes. Sorry, I should have said. That explains my stomach. 
clicker, did you did you take the mushrooms? She nods. You idiot. She nods again. I've got to be brewed up for six hours, and and then you can drink them, and they give you lots of uh, special abilities. But we got to brew them up for a bit. Otherwise, they're just straight out poisonous. Hungry. Your guys' stomachs grumble in uh, acknowledgement. Come on. Come and stand inside the circle. Yeah, she's inside. You know, that I heard there was used to be uh, uh, someone who could uh, create these berries that uh, made you feel really full, but uh, don't know um, how they did it. Anyway, I'll step into the circle. I've heard of them. Okay, so you guys all step into the circle. Do I notice that the um, circle gets brighter as Volan and um, Norbert goes in there? Yes. And because you entered after, you also observe that it seems to pulse slightly. So almost every two seconds, it dims and it gets a little bit bright. It dims, it gets a little bit bright. And it's the same thing on the ceiling. Just the inner circles, though. This stuff, Paulson's making me hungry. Come on, let's go. Let's do this. He's not in the circle. Is everyone in? All of you guys are standing in the circle, and they continue to dim and brighten every two seconds, but nothing happens. I jump up and down every two seconds. How high do you jump? Uh, I don't know. How high can I jump? The ceiling's eight feet high. Well, I could probably touch the ceiling doing that, right? Are you going to touch the ceiling? Sure, why not? Okay, you touch the ceiling. And now, now there's only ash. The roof collapses on him, and he's dead. Everything is bright, and there's a pronounced ringing in your ears. Slowly, the white begins to transition back into color. The ringing begins to fade, and you find yourself dead center in a forest glade. Wait. Did the ringing really stop? It's so quiet. Is it just me? No, all of you guys have gone. What the heck did you do, Norbert? Me? You're the one that touched the roof? Idiot. That was a that was an accident. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's because you got those big pointy things sticking out of your head. That's alright. Now we're stuck I didn't touch it with them. I didn't touch them with the horns. They haven't grown back that much. Anyway, we got anyway. through, didn't we? Yeah, we're, look, hey, we're stuck out here in the bush again. And now, yeah. let's see if we can find some grove. Good idea. I am hungry. Look, we're going to do some foraging, I think. Um, the branches of the large trees that form the walls of this clearing weave to form a light canopy over the clearing and lances of sunbeam form columns of light. The trees around the clearing weave together to form a wall. Oddly, the grass and roots in the center of the clearing where you stand distinctly form the shape of two concentric circles. And Thorn, with your passive perception, you can just see that the way that the grass and roots are it looks like between those concentric circles, once more, you can see sigils. But 
here you're seeing not two focal points, but you see one, two, three. I should have put bullets here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And maybe possibly an eighth one, but it looks odd. Am I able to... Is there anything I can write down these uh, sigils? Like, do a copy of what's here? Do you have something? Uh, we've got silk rope. <laughs> no. <laughs> there is a strong scent in the air, and bright-coloured flowers sparsely decorate the clearing. On one side of the clearing is an opening. Above the opening, the trees are oddly shaped. On the opposite side of the clearing is a pond with a lamppost in the centre. Hanging from the lamppost is a cage that sways and creaks gently in the breeze. On the far side of the pond is a strange prism-shaped structure. Do we know if any of the um, vestigials on the floor of the forest are the same as the ones that were in the, in the room? You can give me... Huh, what would that be? That would be some kind of an intelligence check, I think. Let me see, what is intelligence? Arcana? Yeah, give me an arcana check, actually. Sorry. Yep, that's fine. The modifier is the same. That's fine. Okay, so you notice... One of the sigils looks identical to one of the sigils that you'd seen in the other room. So, do I recall if we were standing next to or near that one when we teleported to where we are? Sorry, you recognize two of the sigils. So one sigil, so that you'd seen two sigils in the other room. And you see a repeat of those two sigils of the seven, possibly eight that are around these circle, these circles, between these are, circles. And there are only two sigils in the other room. There were only two in the other in the underbarrows. So, guys, if if you look at where we are, there are two sigils in the room we left, and two sigils where we arrived. That means that there are three other pairs of sigils on the ground that could go to somewhere different. Does anyone recall? seeing any sigils inside a pair of concentric circles while we've been wandering around. Yes! Ah, oh, what a good bird you are. Do you recall if Only this... Only one! And it was inactive. And where was it? In a room... With lots of bodies. Well, where you uh, got the can smelly you, boots from? Can you? Yeah, go on. Can you recognise the uh, those two sigils here? You can give me a history check, clicker, as you try to describe what you'd seen. Hmm. To see how accurately you can describe it. You do a very good job at describing what you remember. I mean, it's not a perfect description. You stumble a little bit over your description, but clearly that sigil is not amongst the eight or seven that you see here. 
some very quiet clicking noise. It was different, I think. Oh, well, um, maybe that's good because we don't want to go back there, do we? If we can help. No, yeah, I don't, that doesn't sound like a good idea to me. I'm not interested in going back to a pile of dead bodies. What do you think, Volan? He's like, did you hear that? I thought I heard something splash. Uh, I did not. I thought I, I, thought I heard lightning. And <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot of rain and lightning. Yeah, I thought that was lightning. I'm just assuming that's at your place and that's bolt of lightning going over the... But obviously, no, that was you doing a sound effect of a flash. What you hear, in fact, is... So you had the ringing in your ears, and then it seemed like it stopped. But then... And you were like, there's no sound. But all you really have been hearing is the wind rustling through the, the, the leaves. But slowly, as the ringing sound really subsides from what you heard, the silence of the forest starts to go away. And you start to once more hear the sound of fauna. So, was that a splash that we actually heard? Yes. So, guys, uh, there's a cage, a jail, a pond, and there's also an exit. So, let's just take the exit. Well, I, I want to take uh, note of these uh, sigils, if I can. Um, is there any way I can try and memorize these sigils? A mnemonic? You know, something? That could be useful later. One second. You notice that the, with your passive perception, that strange pure prism structure, it looks a lot like possibly a tent. Okay. Any but, questions? Well, the question I was trying to answer before was, I'd like to take note of these sigils um, because it could be useful later, but um, I'm struggling to be able to do that, it seems. Perhaps, maybe there's a way, but any which way your passive perception picked that up. Okay. We're back. So did you um, get what I was saying? No. Oh, okay. Um, I was just mentioning the fact that uh, my love of architecture, um, which is an innate ability for, for we turtles, um, looking at things like this is something that I would remember. You have an ability that has an innate memory for architecture, specifically when you were, where you were raised, kind of in isolation. I just have to read my description, and it's in there somewhere. Just chat amongst yourselves while I find it. <laughs> okay. You told me to read it. I read it. It's in there. I know. After the splash and Norbit mentioning the pond, Flicker now is almost entranced heading over. To the pond. No, but don't go wandering again. Oh man, he's gonna get himself in trouble. 
she she's going to get himself in trouble. Sorry. Clicker, you notice as you approach the pond, a fish jumps out of the water. Sorry, what did you say? Agabo, what did you say about the pond? You notice a fish jumping out of the water, splashing in the water. Oh, fish. Lunch. Fantastic. Yeah. You didn't notice that in orbit. You were too focused on the sigils. Clicker again drops her backpack, puts I just she just leaves her boots on and she she does a dive, beak first, into the water, trying to catch the fish. Can you give me a perception check as you run towards the pond? Sure. Yeah, okay. So you dive beak first into the water and it are you drinking it? No, she's just trying to get the fish. Okay. So that is going to be a survival check, but let's finish here with where Norbert was going. So where were you going, Norbert? You were talking about the overall description of portals. Now, remember, you grew up not with any other turtles. Yes, but most turtles. You've never, ever known other turtles. That's right. Culturally, that makes sense. But for you... But we spend our lives traveling around the countryside and looking at other stuff. You maybe get actually, to refine your backstory a little bit probably, more. Yeah, probably, yeah. Probably <laughs> have to go with... Uh, actually, I didn't do any of that, did I? Because if you want to say you've got a skill like that, then you need to give me a much better reason than I'm just going to roll history and say that I know architecture. Not quite going to fly. It needs to be more than that. No, I was looking at... Well, we're kind of adventurous. How long was it between when I left my uh, original place and before I got kidnapped? I would have said it's probably you were only off on your own probably for less than a year before you were kidnapped. Oh, crap. Okay, in that case, I don't know shit. And part of the reason, I think I said before, I'll tell you after in Discord. I'll send you a message. That's okay. All right. Yep. No, okay, so I'm not going to remember them. No, I'm not. So having... Um, looked at them and tried to remember them, I realised that I don't have a fantastic memory. And uh, as I look up, I see Clicker once again heading for the water. Okay, Clicker. If you are going to try to capture a fish without a fishing pole, I need a survival check from you. Holy shit. (laughs) So... With a fishing pole, 15. there are certain types of... Anyways, all right. So now I need you to roll me the percentile dice, please. Okay. 34. And now I need you to roll me a D, the D6. Two. Okay. You dive in to where you've seen the ripples forming and... Your dive was pretty bloody accurate and you dive right on top of it and you wrap your hands, your 
feathered hands. I don't know if they're feathered or not, but you wrap your hands around a catfish and it's a fair sized catfish and you start to fight it and you manage to hold on to it and you pull it out of the water. Well, she's probably using her beak for that. Okay. And as you're using your beak for that, your eyes and the fish's eyes connect and the fish's eyes seem to pierce your soul and a profound understanding seems to pass between you and this tiny freshwater aquatic food. Its mouth widens. You stick your hand inside. What do you guys do when you see, for some strange reason, Clicker pulled this fish out of the water and all of a sudden, it's not that big, it's like a 10 pound fish, it's not huge, but all of a sudden you see that Clicker is elbow deep, arm into the mouth of this fish. I mean, honestly, this isn't the, the weirdest thing that she's done. No, but it's up there with the weirdest thing that she's done. Isn't that right, Volan? Probably, you know, top 10 weirdest things ever. <laughs> Do we make a YouTube video about it? <laughs> uh, Clicker, what are you doing with that fish? It's almost like a mindless action as you sit there and your hand grabs on inside the fish as you withdraw your your hand from outside of the fish's mouth its eyes gray and it just goes lifeless in your hand and you pull a rapier out of its mouth what you're kidding me how yeah. did you do that i'm mick and i play norbit hi my name is ryan also known as unlucky geek on mixer I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Fawn of the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me. I am Dagobah, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib, or at facebook.com slash crimsonnib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu. Adieu.